All right, it's uh, it's been bloody long since we were back doing this. Um, since the last recording, we've had a unique opportunity, uh, which I wanted to share, which was we have gone to the psych filming locations. And yes. It wasn't our original plan, but we were in the area of Vancouver, and we're like, hey, let's check it out. Yeah, we were doing a trip to Whistler and we stopped on our way back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, on our way back, we went to the cabin that we see in the first episode in the pilot. Yeah, also loads of other stuff. So it was really cool because it's like, oh, that's the cabin from every Vancouver production. It's funny. And then we went to the main psych location, which is where the psych office is and the strip near the beach with the pier. And I believe it was called White Rock. Yeah, it sounds familiar. White Rock, and it's just a neighborhood. It's like as far south as you can be in Canada. Like if you're looking out on the water like you are so in so many scenes, the the land to the left is the U.S. Like it's yes. that close. Yes, White Rock. And home to the steepest road oh we my have ever God. driven up. Like you, you think Lombard in San Francisco is steep? This street, oh my God. Like, my car was falling apart at that time, and I was actually worried I would not make it up that hill. Yeah, it was pretty bad. bad. Yeah. But if you're looking to do things in White Rock, one of the places you can visit is the White Rock Museum and Archives, which was used for the exterior shots of the psych office, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. We spent a long time there just trying to, like, line up. Okay, so what, which, which angles did they film because it looks a little different now. They uh, The parking lot that they used, is that's gone. It's not a parking lot anymore. It's like a field mm-hmm. with... A little, just a little, like, public area. Yeah, a little public. It's cute. I like it. Uh-huh. I mean, much better than a square of concrete. True. It's but, got a beautiful coastline. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. And did you know that. that over 1,540 feet long, the pier in White Rock is the longest in Canada? Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So the famous pier that they run up and down a bunch of times in... Well, you haven't seen the rest of the show yet, but the whole show and the musical, they're always on that pier. Mm. So Yeah, they were on it in the episode of where Sean was pretending to be a homeless guy. True. Yep. Right. From Earth yeah. to Starbucks. Uh-huh. Yes. In between the this is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Welcome back to We're Psyched, Season 1, Episode 13, Game Set Murder. Written by Anu Pomnigam, directed by James L. Conway aired on February 16th, 2007, and here's the wiki synopsis. Sean searches for a murderer following the death of a tennis star, but first he must retrieve Gus from a corporate retreat. I already have one quick note before Mm -hmm. we dive into the episode. I don't like this wiki synopsis. Sean searches for a murderer following the death of a tennis star, but the tennis star never died. So technically... Yeah, he who, wasn't a murderer, who, just an attempted murderer. Who's writing these? I well, wiki, wiki synopsis. You know? Oh well, 
Yeah, I guess it's not like the like the back of the DVD pack, which would would be written by the production. Yeah, it's I don't I wish you know how many times I've seen DVD pack in a store somewhere, like the collection of all the seasons, and I want to buy it. Yeah, costs a lot really of money. Now, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so shame on whoever made that synopsis. Right, that's the first like big error. In yeah, these. yeah. How about that? Well, okay. To be fair, it sounds. Not as good to be like, Sean searches for... Attempted murder. Yeah. yeah but also, like, well, they could have just changed the synopsis to say something else. Yeah, I, I guess they must have just been re- reading the title at the time and saw murder. Sean searches like, for a missing tennis star. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's literally missing. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Weird. That just that irked me a little bit. No, I get it. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Do you want to start with the flashback? Yeah, starting with the flashback, it's Sean and Gus... Um, playing battleship did you ever play battleship when you were a kid i did i had yeah, the board game. game that looked a lot like the one that they mm-hmm. were playing with yeah mine was like it was more decorated than that but it looked similar anyway uh i i spent so long trying to see if like they actually got this the um the numbers right like sean was like b6 and then gus said hit and then he put the little peg on b6 and i'm like oh my god is that actually b6 and then, yes it was so boring <laughs> i thought i had something it didn't look like it though for some reason I th- it looked a lot farther over and that's just why it, you know i don't know well i was interested in the history of the board game because i feel like a lot of us who grew up in the 2000s early 2000s played this game mm-hmm. so yeah is it still around can you still buy it I, i'm sure you can buy it somewhere but according to board games dot fandom.com <laughs> battleship also called battleships or sea battle is a guessing game for two players it is known worldwide as a pencil and paper game which dates from world war one it was oh, published sure. by various companies as a pad and pencil game in the 1930s and was released as a plastic board game by milton bradley in 1967 interesting that's pretty old a long time yeah. yeah but it makes sense that you could just do it with paper and pencil and then, of course. Like, yeah, um, my dad did something similar to what Sean did once when I was playing with him. How did I know you were going to say something like this? <laughs> because there's always stories of my dad. He, this motherfucker, uh, he took one of the four piece um, ships, put it down, and then he put one of the two piece on top of it. Wow. So I spent fucking ages trying to figure out where the last four piece one was because it was like, yeah, I sunk the two-piece one, but I could only get two out of the four on the four-piece one. And so Wait, so like, he put the two-ship on top of the four-ship? On top of the four-ship. But wouldn't the four-ship stick out so he could you could still hit it? Well, I could hit two of them. Oh, yeah, you so could hit So it was literally impossible them. to hit all four. But what if you hit two from the four-ship and two from the two-ship? It would look like you hit the four-ship. Yes, but then he said... He would say sunk. He oh, said sunk for the two ship, but I he see. never said sunk for the four ship. That's pretty f- tricky. It was, yeah. It it's was, not I as was so bad as what Sean does, though. Right, yeah. What does he do? He just doesn't put any of his ships out there. <laughs> yep. Oh, Motherfucker. Poor Gus. Mm-hmm. So speaking of flashbacks, so this flashback, Sean and Gus are playing Battleship like we just said i did not need to repeat that but it made me think of what you said jacob in a uh, past podcast i don't know if it was the last one or the one before that 
where you thought, and it was an interesting theory that I've never heard before, that the flashbacks are what he's thinking about in that current day, like with the case. And I would have believed you until this episode because it's actually Gus, and I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead a little into the episode. It's It's actually Gus who mentions the battleship, the cheating battleship game later in the episode. So it was on Gus's mind. It wasn't on Sean's. Because mm-hmm. they throughout the episode, it was um, it was like, "Do you don't trust me? You don't trust me?" Yeah. And then Gus was like, "Yeah, because a battleship at the very end." Well, he was like two words, and he was just like windbreaker or something like that. And then he's like two more words, 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 <laughs> words, words, words. Sorry, that was a Bo Burnham reference. Um, he goes battleship game or something like that. I can't remember what he says. So he was the one that still held the. Uh, the trust issues. Mm-hmm. So it's Sean or Gus thinking of something. Yeah, so I it's guess it could have. Yeah. It could, your theory could still hold water, but right. I just, I like that. It's just since the two of them spent so much time together when they were kids, it's like their memories are pretty much all the same, just from a different reference point. Mm-hmm. So like, that's probably why it's like, we see all those flashbacks. It's like, well, yeah, this time it was Gus's memory, but Sean remembered it. You know, when, yeah. when Gus mentioned it, he was So like, you still are going with your theory? No, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to adjust it and say that, yeah, it's... I still think it's memory. It's just, yeah, it, we can see in this episode that Gus is memory. Yes. All right, so let's yeah. dive into the episode. All right. This, the actor, um, what's his name? Sirtis, the father. He looked so familiar. And have you seen... Um, the bald white guy? The bald white guy. He he was in Catch Me If You Can. Who was he? I didn't look that up. I just was like... I was looking at his credits. How could you not look him up? Be- no, I did. Cause I, and then just saw movies. Uh, Thomas Capacci is his name. Um, what else has he been in? Uh, no, t- no Country for Old Men. Did you ever see that movie? No, I did not. Um, he was in Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Star Trek Enterprise. He's so everything I haven't seen. Right. What's his name? Uh, Thomas Capacci. Thomas Capacci. K-O-P. He was the principal. Oh. In Catch Me If You Can, the one that sat down Frank Abagnale Jr. to be like, your son has been teaching mm-hmm. the class That's right. and pretending to be the substitute teacher. Right. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the episode. It starts with Sean without Gus in the police station doing stuff. And he sees Juliet walking down the hall or something. And Chief Vic arguing with Lassie about a case he seems really excited and wants to be on. But Karen is worried that his workload is already too much to handle this case. But he really wants to be on it. And we figure out why, and it's because it's about a missing tennis star, local tennis star. And Sean decides that, yep, he's got to be involved in this case. <laughs> why do you think that is? I mean, he just has to involve himself. He was very opportunistic, though, because what he just did, he he just got, got a glimpse, enough of a glimpse onto the, the evidence that Juliet was carrying. Um, no, actually, it was the evidence that the father was uh, giving to... Was it Vic or was it Juliet? Either one. One of them. Um, one of them. And he he just barged in. Yep. So I was like, I wonder, 
is he actually interested or is he just taking the opportunity you know probably both yeah i mean it's an interesting case a local tennis star goes missing yeah and, and then he saw a stalker fan yeah and she's so, got a stalker yeah. and lassie seemed really into it so, so he, course, he might have just wanted to spite lassie yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> piss him off so he karen or chief fick adds him to the case much to lassiter's dismay and i just love whenever and i don't know if you've noticed this in past episodes whenever chief fick goes and sean we need mr spencer we need you to psychically divine blah 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 blah. whenever she says that the camera always turns to lassie's face and he does the most whatever Uh, look i can't describe it it's an eye it's more than rolling his eyes he rolls his eyes with his whole head like you know he like shifts his head around it like like, hurts every part of his body yeah to hear that he's going to have to work with him on this case and then sean was he sean knows that gets to him so he's like and we're gonna work together right we're gonna be partners yep yep oh he knows and so that's what sean's doing at the beginning of the episode but gus is off at a work retreat in some park with his pharmaceutical company, I believe, mm-hmm. where his boss, Tom, is putting them through a bunch of these, like, team-building exercises. Oh, cringe. Some of them I've heard before. Most of them I have not. Why did they paint each other green? I totally didn't get that. Or paint themselves green? Totally did not get that. Yeah, I... I was a little lost there. Tom seems a little unhinged. Yeah, it's just... To me, every workplace that stresses the we're a family thing is just cringe. I find it cringe too, but not for that reason. Because I've had jobs where I've gotten really, really close to people. I wouldn't say they were like family, but I would say they became really, really good friends. Yeah, you become friends. But just the retreat in the games are cringy to me. Because everyone knows they have to be there. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, because, I mean, family, there's there's obligation for family because you love each other, but there's obligations in a workplace because it's your job and it's exactly. contractual obligations. Yeah. So, you know, it's like the fact that they tie those things together. It's like, ooh, don't know how I feel about that one. Agreed. But Sean, being Sean and his weird abandonment issues with Gus, finds an excuse to, for Gus to get out of the retreat his poor grandmother. by saying his poor grandmother broke her hip Yeah. so Tom lets Gus go for what seems to be like the rest of the day because there's that scene where in the psych office later sorry jumping ahead again where it's night out and then the next day he's back at the retreat so Gus goes for a whole day which I guess that makes sense if your grandmother broke her hip mm-hmm. you want to make sure she's okay you stay at the hospital whatever. exactly mm-hmm. so Sean tells Gus about the case and Gus is actually interested because he knows the tennis star or knows of her I should say so once again we learn about one of Gus's weird interests because this one he has um, seemingly endless knowledge of local tennis teams local exactly yeah, not even like the ones you'd see on TV but yeah so this tennis player she's missing at the moment right and their only lead is this stalker fan that she had a while ago so they go to her house well her dad's house right because yeah, it's dad's her, house. her apartment later but yeah yeah they go to her dad's house and they're in her room and they're talking to the dad and they realize that 
he's got he's put a security camera in her room because of the stalker incident that happened a while ago. I understand upping the security, mm-hmm. but there is no way in hell I would ever have a camera installed in my bedroom. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I know I've read, I've read on the internet of people saying their parents are absolute freaks and do that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Like Why? They, like they. Well, like okay, a baby monitor is different well, no. than a camera. Yeah, not baby monitor. Talking cameras and removing their doors. Oh, I knew a friend yeah. who's parent or step parent remove their door not i'm not gonna name drop them but it was pretty Mm. fucked up to any parents listening don't do that you might think you're trying to protect your kids but you're on the fast track to being in a nursing home and not being visited ever exactly it's gonna be a huge don't wonder why your kids don't talk to you later in life I feel like this is personal. Did your parents take off your door, no, Jacob? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I am just very passionate about this. I was like, your this. parents don't seem no, like people who would do that. There are a few things that piss me off more than parents who act like they're the victims after they do something like that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I will. I am passionate about this. So that was a very nice rant that you had about your hatred for parents who take the doors off their hinge of the kids. Yeah. Since we we kind of got distracted, uh, we went down the road of taking doors. <laughs> Off hinges and stuff, but the we had mentioned having. You might say I I was pretty unhinged there. You sound like my dad, but we were talking about having the camera in the bedroom and how that's kind of creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. So, Sean makes up a stupid excuse of why he needs the camera to be turned off, so he can talk to the spirits. The dad says, "I'll go turn them off." Literally, as soon as he exits the room, he's not even like out of frame yet. Gus and Sean start snooping. Like, wait a second. Right. Like, he has to go to another room to turn it off. I would at least wait a full minute. Right. You know? Also, why, though? Why do you have to wait a minute to turn it... Or, I mean, sorry. Why do you have to go out of the room to turn it off? Can't you just, like, unplug the camera? I guess. But isn't that kind of a hassle? I, I guess, I'm just going off my knowledge of other movies where they just like reach up and pull the cord out because there was an exposed cord. There was a cord. Maybe this one doesn't have a way to pull it out. Maybe you have to shut it off. Yeah. I mean, surely he has his computer with it running. I mean, these days it's probably an app on your phone. But back then, yeah, yeah, computer. But it just like, I don't know why that bothered me so much. It's like, yeah. No, I They're actually definitely going to be seen yeah. on the camera feed. I'm like, surely the camera is still rolling when he was yep. opening the box of jewelry. Which, by the way, what an interesting find where Sean was like, oh, this this jewelry is crappier than the others. Must have been given by different people. That's something. And I'm like, that's that's good. good de- that's an interesting detail. I thought at first it wasn't realistic, but then I thought, well, no, I have jewelry from a lot of different people. Yeah. And... I mostly have crappy jewelry, but the jewelry that I have that's nice and very close and personal to me, either A, I wear it 24-7, like Mm -hmm. this necklace I have from my sister, but like the other really nice jewelry I have, it's one's from my mom, one's from my grandmother. Sorry, there's a plane. You might hear it. You might not. And so I guess if you looked in my jewelry box, though it's more of like a little bag, you could be like, oh yeah, this crappy jewelry is like one she just bought that she liked. Yeah, I, although... And this nice stuff is from someone else. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's the only one that wasn't diamond. 
you know, it was Pearl or something. Yeah, and it was so, cheaper. And yeah, I mean, he, he noticed the detail. It was gold. Right, but it was just Because the thin, gold was flaking off. A thin gold plating mm-hmm. that, yeah, it was flaking. Um, so that was, I mean, not something you could see on camera, but um, it was it was different enough looking, the actual prop, that I bought it. Yeah. I like that we both caught that. Mm-hmm. So moving forward to they're back in, I think we were there in White Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that building looked familiar. The the corner cafe. Yeah. yeah. So they're outside of the cafe and they run into Lassie to tell them that they have a lead. Mm-hmm. And Lassie's unimpressed and he just got his coffee and... Sean makes a ridiculous guess about what his coffee is. And of course he's, he's right. He's true. I feel like he's like... He's trying to rub it in, like, how emasculating a vanilla half-calf latte is. <laughs> well, we know from a previous episode that he gets, like, what, six creams? Yeah, or something Three like sugars? That. Something like that. Right. Which Would you like some coffee with your sugar? I know. Anyway, you mentioned catching something in that scene? Yeah, so I was just like, why was Sean sounding like a computer voice? No. When he was saying no. Because he just does voices. We know that he does voices and impressions. Was this one supposed to be anything or just supposed to be funny? No, I do that too sometimes. I think you do it too. Uh, A lot yeah. of my friends I know of do that. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Like every, like when you answer the phone, it's always hello. You know, it's not, it's not, or it's hello. You know, you yeah, never just say hello. Sometimes people put on a voice. Yeah, so I guess he was just doing a thing. I just was confused if it was supposed to be something. I thought you were going to catch something I caught because you're such a big coffee fan. Hmm. There was a sign while they were walking. One of those folding signs that you put on like the like the curb or the sidewalk. Sandwich board. Yeah, sandwich yeah. board. That's what yeah. it's called. And did you see what it said? No. $2 latte. Uh. Well, that's $2 Canadian, so that's $1.50. I know. I really, really wish there was a $1.50 latte here in America. Yeah, that's great. I was like, I mean, with inflation, who knows? But like what that is now. Well, that's $2 now. (laughs) Or maybe maybe $2.50, but still, that's... No, but I was like, damn, that's so cheap. Yeah, that's nice. That reminds me of like the U.S. Open golf tournament still has like 50 cent hot dogs and shit and like um, a $1 beer. Really? Yeah, it's just like they they've kept the prices the same for years and years and years and years and years. It's just like it costs thousands of dollars to get there and like it's a lottery to get there. So, you know. That's interesting because it's that's like what Costco does with their hot dogs right. that they always yep. have and always will keep it at a dollar 50 the, and they lose money on yeah, that. Right. But they actually make it up in more some. Mhm. Because more you're some? not just That's not a word. And then some. And then some. Right. Because you're not just buying a hot dog. Yes. You're buying, you know, you're going there and getting something else. Same with the chicken. But they put the chicken in the back of the store so you walk through everything else to get to it. It's funny. I saw this because I used to work at Costco. And there's this website called The Takeout. And the headline for the article is, if Costco raises hot dog prices, its founder might have to kill someone. Uh, kill himself. Because he said, um, the founder said, I can't remember his name, Jim something. Um, said that uh, as long Jim as Jim Senegal, yeah, that's it. As long as he's alive, the hot Costco hot dog will be a dollar fifty. That's right. Yeah, so he's going to die. 
<laughs> gonna die. He's gonna die. So or they as like, soon as he does they die. They like legally cannot up the price until right. he's Do you think they're gonna once he dies? I think th- they might. Are they gonna bury him? There with might a hot be dog? an upright. They might raise it to like two dollars. You know, bucks. not. Yeah. Because that's still a killer deal for a hot dog and a soda. Well, I don't know right? if you get the soda included with that. Yeah, you it's do. Ch- oh, okay. hot dog and a soda with with a refill. Because any soda, as long as you eat there, you get a refill. Nice. Yeah. So, Sean, Gus, and Lassie are walking down the street, and then all of a sudden Henry pulls up. How did he find them? It's a small town, mate. I guess he's just looking everywhere. Right. And he was a Sean in the back of my pickup. There's a bunch of crap that you never took and never used. I'm giving it to Goodwill. Last chance. Last call. And as they're looking through stuff and going down memory lane, Lassie notices a fishing rod. It is a custom sack heart graphite rod and reel. And although it is 15 years old, Sean never used it. So it's almost new. And I looked it up, and this type of rod mm-hmm. can go anywhere from $500 to $1,600. Wow. So why is Henry not trying to sell that shit? Uh, probably to make Sean feel bad. Well, I mean... Or he's like... I, I don't... I, I feel like he just threw a bunch of shit in 15 a... 15 years old, though. Okay, but secondhand. on the lower end, $500. When it was new. Right. So what would 500 you, to 1600 dollars? What would you sell that for? Even if it's on the low end. Like what would you sell that probably for? Probably 300, now? right? Maybe, well, maybe. 200? You got to get 200 for I, it probably. I, yeah, I That's bet. good money. Yeah, true. I guess he might not have been thinking about that anymore. He should have. I feel like yeah. he, that like seemed off character for me. I felt like Henry would because he's such a big fishing guy. I guess it was his one last chance to bring all that stuff to Sean. To see if you wanted it. Yeah. Still, I would have, like, sold it. Right. But Lassie took interest in it. Mm-hmm. And... And later we find out... They go on play like date. It. <laughs> it's funny, though. The play date. They that, go on the a play couple date play dates. Yeah. Yeah. They were eating good, and that's where the delicious came from later on. Yes. Right. We didn't get to that part yet, but... Okay. Why don't we... Why don't we um clock the delicious right now? Okay. Um, Talking about paprika on the smoked... Or not smoked, grilled snapper. Mm-hmm. It's like so. Actually, I was gonna look that up, and I didn't look that up. Um, is uh, they were talking about catching some snapper, and I was like, "Well, is snapper in Santa Barbara?" Oh, that's a good catch. While you're looking that up, I will say I also caught the delicious, and was surprised that it didn't come from Sean or Gus in this episode because they're always freaking eating. All the time in all the episodes. So you would think that the delicious would come from one of them. Right. But no. So did you figure out? Yeah. Red snapper are usually found at 30 to 620 feet deep in the Gulf of Mexico and along the eastern coasts of North America, Central America, and Northern South America. Why the fuck would they say snapper if snapper aren't found on the West Coast? Oh, did you not say the West Coast? No, Eastern Coast. Oh, Eastern. Sorry, I totally missed that. That's weird. So maybe Lassie doesn't actually know know what he's talking about. Or maybe the writers fucked up. Right, the right. Yeah, I guess they probably just it was like, what do people fish for? Snapper? Sounds about right. Maybe Anupam Nigam has never gone fishing. Don't. We're gonna move on. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of a joke. No, it's good. Okay. It's okay. Please don't. We'll move on. So, we haven't been talking much about the case, besides right. that there's a tennis star that's missing, mm-hmm. and they're they're like, well, we know that she has a stalker, but we don't know if that's much of a lead. Let's go to where she practices and mm-hmm. talk to one of her tennis mates. So they go and they find this, you know, this typical hard ass, tough girl, you know, yeah, dedicated to her really, sport. Yeah, really yeah, serious and yeah. Um, and I, name, I I used to be that person, but right for sports. Her name is Justine Wong, the actor. Um, guess what? Is she a tennis player? She's an Olympic gold medalist. Fuck. She won. Because I was, I was like, she definitely plays tennis. I played tennis, yeah. not she well, was but. She slamming the yeah. super, yeah, super good form. I can just hear her voice go, out. <laughs> out my ass. <laughs> um, she, Olympic? Yeah. In 2020, she won at uh, uh, gold, or gold medal in uh, the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Wow. Which is funny because they were talking about going to Tokyo yeah, in this I, episode. That is, well, the, the it was Deanna's coach was currently in Tokyo. That's why they couldn't talk to him. Right. Wow. Yeah. So how about that? Good she's, for her. Yeah, she's, uh, she's actually from Torrance, so not far from Long Beach. Great. Yeah. So, But she's been in uh, eight different things. Um, acting? Around, yeah, acting around this time period. She was like a, a young girl actor. Um, what was and, she in? Name some of the things. Well, this you're going to get a kick out of this. She was in one of the Barbie movies. Which one? Barbie of Swan Lake. Did you ever watch that Oh one? my God. That's like one of the oldest ones. Mm-hmm. So she did, uh, she was one of the motion capture uh, actors. For? For the Barbie Swan Lake. For like one of the kids? Yeah, it must have been. Oh my God. Was she yeah. playing tennis? No, yeah. she was not. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah, cause, like, because that was 2003. This episode was what, 2007? That's so so cool. That's really cool. I was really excited to see that she's a real tennis player. That makes me so happy. Well, there's in that scene um, a controversial Gus nickname. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to bring this up? We had the subtitles on. We both clocked it. Yeah. In this scene, there was, we had subtitles on and, and the subtitles said Vernest Lambert Watkins is what Sean said. But you said you only heard Ernest. I only heard, and I've um, not looked it up, but I've watched Psych so many times. I always thought it was Ernest Lambert Watkins. Well, Ernest is a name. Ernest really isn't. Vernest. I think the subtitles were a bit fucky. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the only time. They they also, there was a typo. I can't remember when. Earnestly, I could say it was not. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I'm just going to shut up. You should have rolled with it. That was good. <laughs> um, um, well, in that scene, um, they were talking about Doug. Doug Arnold is what is it? the other guy. The Doug, what his name is, can't remember. So the um, tennis player that she he was also a tennis player, and Deanna yeah. was supposed to be Boy casually crazy. dating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were like, no, she was crazy with the boys. It probably wasn't casual. Um, but Gus said he's one of the top ranked tennis players then why did um eve say that he stinks because she's competitive it's like her thing oh so he doesn't actually stink she probably doesn't actually stink she's probably just like he sucks right you know 
he couldn't play against me. Yeah. It's it's an attitude. Mm. You see it a lot. Yeah, I guess so. In sports. Me and my sports ball. Did you even play any sports growing up? Third grade basketball. Aww. That's cute. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> no, it counts. It counts. Um, yeah, so they don't get much of an answer from this girl besides the fact that they know that Deanna like jumping around men. Not around men. Between men. And... They're almost striking out until they pass a sign with a nail design that they saw that Deanna was wearing not too mm-hmm. long ago. Little palm so, tree. Yeah, a little palm tree and it looks like a little j- diamond stud or little gem or something. So they go to this nail bar and they get a Manny and Petty. And when the nail technician leaves the room, Sean immediately jumps to the computer which, if we're doing our crime count, which we are, do we have a crime count sound? It's time for crime count. Sure, let's go I'll, with that. I'll make something. Okay, not that, <laughs> no. but make something. All right. So, I looked up if, if this was a crime, and yes, in California law, accessing knowingly, sorry, knowingly accessing any computer, computer system, or network without permission is a misdemeanor. Punishment huh? up to a year in county jail. How do they prove knowingly? Well, one, he doesn't work there, so they could he's he's a he's a customer, so if he did get caught, the nail technician could tell oh. the police he's here for a nail appointment. There's no reason he should be on our computers. But your There's honor, people... I was just trying to look at porn on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> There's people's personal information, but like the address yeah, that they get right. for Deanna's apartment. I'm sure there's probably billing information on there, too. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense why it's a crime. Yeah, yeah. It so you, ding, ding, you know, ding, ding, ding. There's information that it's not meant to be public. So exactly. That makes sense. So, so only our, a misdemeanor. So they're, they might go to jail. It might just be community service or something. But it's still under our crime count. Yeah, one crime. So they find out that her shipping or her billing address is her father's house, but her shipping address is somewhere else. So they go there. They go there hoping to find her safe and sound, but she is not. She's not dead, but she's barely hanging on. The synopsis says she's dead. Yeah, well, fuck the synopsis. <laughs> that made me unreasonably yeah. angry. Right. She didn't look good, though. She was She was. No. She was in one of those head brace things. You know it's bad. Yeah, the blood you could yeah. see on the side of the... Um, they said that she's like touch and go and she got bludgeoned over the head by some object so of course sean and gus go into the crime scene which is allowed at this right. point and they see juliet and lassie in there too and or actually the, they got in there before yeah, Juliet the, and Lassie the forensic did. photographers were finishing yeah, up yeah. they talked to this one guy this one forensic photographer who um i guess crime scene photographer um who has taken a class with Henry Spencer. And I thought that scene was kind of clever for two reasons. One, it introduces the villain in a really Mm -hmm. nonchalant way. And two, it's funny when Sean asks him, how was the class with my dad? And he goes, uh, crickets. Sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was actually really clever Uh writing. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and he's like, do you mind if we check it out? And the, the photographer's like, Go ahead, dude. Like, go ahead. I want to just sidetrack something really quick. If I was not 
a musician. If I could pick another career, which, you know, if music doesn't work out, I might actually delve into how I can do this. I would want to be a crime scene photographer. Oh, yeah, you've said this before. And I have... So you want that guy's job, what they're, yes, they're doing. Yes, yeah. I have a very, very, very strong stomach for that kind of stuff. You can attest to this. Mm-hmm. My friends can attest to this. But you eat one piece of beef and you're fucked up for the night. You know what? <laughs> I have zero control over that. Um, or I eat one piece of tuna. Oh, yeah, tuna. But that's an allergy. Everyone has allergies. True, but, true, true. You know, yeah. But um, no, so this is something I would love to do. It's it's always interested me because I, I, there's no way for me to describe this without me sounding like a total freak. It's not well, like it walks I'm, like a duck and it talks like a duck. Jacob, <laughs> it's not like I'm getting off seeing a crime scene. It's just it's always interesting me. It's it's the fucking stop it. <laughs> you're, 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 you go to the thing and you snap the picture. And you're like, oh god, that's hot. No, no, no. It's the it's the humans' interest in the macabre, in the taboo, in the yeah call you know, call of the void. That yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. So like, and since I already have a strong stomach for it, and you know. It's not an easy job, I'm sure. You know, they have therapists and psych- psychologists right and ready for those people. But would you, I, uh, if you're imagining yourself in that position, would you be like trying to piece things together as you're taking pictures or would you just solely be focusing on documentation? So their job is not to solve the crime. I know, but would you be able to help yourself? My, I think in the moment, my only focus would be doing my job, yeah. taking the pictures as accurately and as quickly and as detailed mm-hmm. as possible not disturbing anything. no yeah. sending them in to i mean because we saw lassie was like what took you so long to send in the photos which was a clue that he was tampering with them hmm. which i caught the the second time i watched psych oh. you know um, yeah i didn't catch it but it's an important job that not everyone wants to do mm-hmm. so i would take i would take the job very seriously but i also know myself and i know that after i've done the 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 taking the pictures and sending them in Mm-hmm. that I would definitely try to solve it. Right. Because you see the um, forensic forensic photographer had uh, a workstation at the police station. Like he had his desk yep. and everything. So mm-hmm. you'd, you'd probably be like, you'd be there. So you'd be like, hey, I was thinking about this. Here's I would 100% yeah. be that person that would try not to intervene into a place where I'm not wanted. Right. But also leave, I would be the person that had a notebook full and I love organizational porn. Like I, I would have a whole cabinet, file cabinet probably for each case, color coded, dated, with all my observations. And Jacob and our friend Matt from Australia can both attest, and actually like a lot of people can attest that I'm decent at picking up little things and making predictions. That's an understatement. You grew up with Psych, and you were like, I mean, "That's gonna be me." <laughs> I actually didn't think that when I was watching it. I thought you said you were. I just like pineapple. I thought. I thought. I thought you said that you were like trying to do what Sean does. Oh, like Like, not when I was watching the show. That was just me by myself. I would be like, "Oh, how many hats are in the room? How many? Like, Mm. can I remember how many people walked in and out? You know." I mean, but not while I was watching the show. I feel like most kids like me like watched Star Wars, and we were like, "If I try hard enough, I can use the Force." Well, I like, I, if, like read Matilda and thought I could have, you know, telepathic powers. Oh. Or not telepathic, watch, telekinesis. Right. But you watched Psych and you thought you could have Sean Spencer's power. Well, because it was more realistic. I thought I could train. Yeah, no, totally. Because that's how they present it. Like Henry. 
trained it's him. like he was born with it and then trained right. um so we got so sidetracked long story short i would definitely want to become a crime scene photographer mm-hmm. and now that we're saying this i might research a little bit tonight yeah why wait until music doesn't work out thanks <laughs> Not a, not not an, not an, not he's he says not an if it's a when. <laughs> well, when you put it that way. Um. So back to the case. Gus walks with such an artificial swagger. Did you notice his it? swagger? Yeah, yes. When they were when they were leaving the tennis court, he was like total gangster, like swinging his shoulders. I think side he was to trying side. to walk away with dignity. Yeah. Poor Gus. This episode, he's been continuously trying to say a cool. What are they called? Mic a drop? one-liner? Yeah, one-liner yeah. mic drop, that kind of thing. Because Sean said a good one at the beginning of the episode, and just no matter how hard he tries, none of them are natural-sounding or creative, really. And it's funny. It's the we're, the scene where like he says something that was kind of right, and then the music did the huge dun-dun-dun. I know. It was like, oh, my God, you guys are having so much fun with this show. And there was even a moment where Juliet said something cool, and Gus was like, why yeah. does she get to say stuff like that? Right. Um. So Deanna is taken to the hospital. Sean gets a good look at the apartment. He sees that there are seven photos in this weird bookcase mm-hmm. he looks at the time he looks at the blood stain on the ground he just looks everywhere the jewelry. there's more cheap more jewelry, jewelry. Yeah. he notices the toilet seats up and that there's two wine glasses missing meaning she had someone over likely a man mm-hmm. since the toilet seat is up right which is i i was i i noticed that and i was like that seems obvious enough that not just sean would catch that yeah and lassie kicks them out but sean says don't worry i got everything uh-huh. i need goes on his merry way and And there is a word around this scene or after the scene the sean says grody Mm -hmm. grody according to oxford dictionary means very unpleasant or disgusting i have heard it used before but does anyone actually use it oh yeah oh another another plane or helicopter yeah that's that's a copter um no one I know uses it. My parents use... That's where I They say it. grody. Yeah. Yeah, that was grody. It's so funny hearing I, uh, different lingo from different yeah. places. Like this girl I did an opera program with who I'm very close to now. I'll call her D. She is from Chicago and she says dees. Dees For nuts. decent. No. Oh my gosh. For the word decent. Yeah. Like that was pretty dees. And I love her so much, and I love that she says that, that I find that I'm saying it now. That's so funny. Yeah, you said that, and I'm like, oh my god, no, she's rubbing off on you. That's really funny. In the funny, best way. Like, it's like, it's the, the local, regional version of mid. Mid. Yeah. I'd like Dees better than mid, though, if I'm yeah. being honest. Honestly, mid came from the generation after us, you know? And it's so it's weird. It's like in the transition period. Right. Well, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird saying, hearing. Because there's people our age who say mid. Yeah, but it but you get the feeling that it came from people in high school now, you know. True. It's weird being after all that. Like I can't keep up with the slang anymore. I I feel old. I was just telling you the other day that one of the kids that I teach, this adorable little six year old who has no concept of time was guessing how old I was turning because my birthday was last weekend. And this little girl 
thought I was this turning. Little bitch. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because she's the sweetest, but she thought I was turning 40. And then she thought 40. she was lowballing it. And she then she thought 50. she was lowballing it because then she was like, I don't know, 50. And then she went down to 30. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's just guessing. Made me feel you a little You look really better. good for 50. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you don't look a day over 49. <laughs> but, um, in your 40s. Yeah, um, so anyway, Sean and yeah. Gus go back to the psych office to reconvene and talk a little bit because Gus is like, you know, maybe maybe it is the the stalker dude. Like, we don't know. And Sean's like, no, it doesn't make sense. If he was there to profess his love for her, why would he smash her over the head with the trophy, which we figured out is the, the weapon because it's the thing that's missing from the case. Mm-hmm. I and thought the trophy you... was going to be significant because it's like jealousy of tennis you know jealousy. that's a good yeah, way of thinking but i too. didn't go anywhere so it's like oh, but whatever. did you notice that the psych sign is finally back to green oh i totally i didn't. hope it permanently totally is right because it was blue i, I and then I green the, and then back to blue they're single-handedly propping up the vinyl shops business just like hey we want the blue one this week and oh no we need the green one again <laughs> does that do you think that means they shot these episodes out of order maybe they did yeah, maybe they shot the blue ones together and the green ones. Mm-hmm. Like all the blue ones first. And they're like, no, we don't want to air this episode yet. Wait on this one. Maybe. Yeah. But but I think that like chronologically, it, the order makes sense. So I don't see them releasing it in a different order. But there's not that much. Um, You're right. This early yeah. there's not. But later there are. So they Still couldn't very, get away with that. Right. Still very episodic. Yeah. So Sean is a little bit stuck and like we've seen him do in past cases, he goes to visit his dad, who is again hanging out with Lassie. Real quick though, I wanted to say one last thing about her house. Deanna's house. Her apartment? Th- uh, yep, yeah, sorry, apartment. Okay. Um I thought Sean was a bit hasty with noticing the wine glasses were missing. Cause like what if they were just in the dishwasher? True. Yeah, they could have been somewhere else. Yeah. But but also then that's a little suspicious too because why would they hang up four of the six to dry and not the other two? That's not dry. That's just storage. Oh, storage? Yeah. Well, then, a, then, then even more suspicious. Really? Yeah. Well, what if they're just sitting in the dishwasher because she used them two days before and then... Or what? maybe she broke one and then had to get the second one out, you know? like. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, but we do know from It was the, presumptuous even though he was right. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'll give you that one. Good job. Insert applause. But um, we do know at the end of the episode that the guy took them away. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't even in the apartment. He right. took them away because his DNA's on it. Yeah. Because he was drinking with her. So if they had looked, they wouldn't have found them. Right. So. Right. But Sean didn't even look. That was yeah. what I was. I was like, well, what if they were just, yeah, somewhere he didn't see. But, he, but yeah, I guess you're right that, like, two gone is more likely that it's for two people than one because like how often do you break a glass versus how many times do you just get two glasses out exactly you're right i just thought yeah he was being hasty because lassie asked him to leave yeah i think he's you know his brain it's like he almost can't control how observant he is Mm -hmm. so he just kind of like if anything seems out of the ordinary he'll latch on to it so i think that was kind of the case here yeah i guess it's just like he picks up on details and like enough of those details line up where individually they might not mean anything but together they do Mm -hmm. yeah also oh sorry 
I was just going to say any. I was going to go back to Lassie and Sean or Lassie and Henry. Okay, go ahead. Um, so Lassie and Henry are eating um, fresh caught snapper, even though it's not local. <laughs> it's invasive snapper. <laughs> invasive snapper. <laughs> yeah. With paprika, which is delicious. Mm, yes. So back to that. Sean drags his dad inside. Because he needs his dad's help once again. Because he's stuck. He knows he knows that the stalker is not the perpetrator. He just doesn't know who. And so his dad says, okay, well, get out. Um, oh, well, we're, we forgot a very important scene with Juliet. What? On the bench when she gives oh, him. So that was we need then, a backtrack. Right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. As they say in Canada. Sorry. Sorry. House about Sean's house so Juliet and Sean meet on this yellow bench on the strip right near the ocean and it's actually Juliet who called this meeting we find out super secret meeting because she wants super secret to give Sean the crime scene photos and some other um, information to help him psychically you know figure out what's going on and I want to point out why the scene was so good for this episode because it points again how um freaking good her instincts are like she is a cop and so she has to go with evidence but she knows like her she trusts her instincts and she knows deep down that alvarez was not the person they were looking for and the only other person who would believe her would be sean yeah it was such a good scene because she's saying like listen they're gonna go ahead with going to get alvarez but exactly um I, I just want to send you this and hope it helps because I don't think it's, yeah. How it's right. frustrating that must be. Totally. To like do your job and do it well. She's a good cop, but then also like so her work goes against her intuition. Right. So that must be, that must be rough. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, in the real world, like all, you know, people who get wrongfully imprisoned, it happens. And so yep. I wonder if there are people like Julia where they're just like, shit, I, I know this is not right, but there's nothing I can do because there's, you know. And the- it's not their fault. Like they found the trophy in his car. Yeah. You know. Like, so it's not like, they, it's not the like they didn't yeah. have any cause, but still. I just, I thought that was worth mentioning because Juliet's intuition is very, very good. My son, he's good boy. So now we can jump back to the house. So Sean has all this little manila folder of information of the case. And Sean goes to that. His dad finds Lassie and Henry together, which by the way, I think it's so funny how jealous Sean is in this episode of his dad and his arch nemesis bonding he's like that's my fishing rod that i never used in 15 years but i wanted it (laughs) he said i love that thing i totally yeah he's like i love that thing custom whatever it was called um so he goes into henry's house and i love i don't think we've ever pointed this out but I just love the details they put into Henry's house. Mm. Like, it looks so real because it's just exa- like it's it stock looks realistically full of his stuff. lived in. Yeah, there's a windbreaker. I don't know if you saw a, like a bluish whitish windbreaker stuffed in the corner next to all these books. Mm-hmm. There's dishes in different places. The wallpaper. It's almost like you can smell the old guy Henry smell <laughs> through the TV. You know what I mean? He has a very distinctive old man smell. The Hawaiian shirts and the 
you know like it's it's so realistically lived in by this guy yeah um sorry i'm sidetracking but what was the movie where they actually did that where they said where they were like oh we want okay we want this set to be lived in so they just had the actors live in there for a week i don't know that if sounds so familiar movie, but that was one psych episode with where that one kid oh the kid the green lantern with the one. pizza and shit yeah Not green lantern the comics yeah yeah they did have him i believe oh is that what i'm hanging out of? in that yeah. room yeah huh. all right i think that's what you're thinking of to make it look like it was a teenage boy's room mm-hmm. um so he goes to his dad and his dad has him do the thing where he closes his eyes and he's like it's not working and then he realizes wait a minute the pictures and he looks mm-hmm. back and he was like there's six pictures in the in the room there's six pictures in the photo but i clearly remember seeing seven and he's like, the lighting's weird. The The lamp thing is weird. We have to go back to the crime scene. Mm-hmm. So he and Gus go back and they break into the crime scene, which this time it's not under invitation. So I believe it's another crime. Mm-hmm. Crossing a police line. Yes. I, I was just, I was thinking about that. I'm like, do we con- do we count that as crime count? Because they're literally consultants on the case. So don't they have clearance? Or do I? Yeah, do but they, they don't have clearance to tamper with the crime scene. Do they have to be babysitted by the it. police? Like, I'm sure yeah. they have to. So, do we call it tampering with a crime scene, or tampering with evidence, something like that? I'm, I'm, I say, I say they because they touched like everything. Yeah, and even Sean himself said to Gus, <laughs> "Let's Gus, break back into the crime scene." Gus lay, laid back in the blood. I'm like, oh God, surely, because he's kind of squeamish, isn't he? He's like, a, like very clean person. That yeah, surprised he wouldn't me have too. done that. Yeah. Which brings us to our second Gus nickname, Mr. Vocab. Yep. Which I love. Which it's true. Because Tell me we what know. supine means, Sean. I love that Gus has like, Gus knows deep down that, and he's probably a little bit jealous of Sean's gift, mm-hmm. but he, he should, also yeah. knows that he's smarter. He can stick it to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. And Sean goes, you know, Sue. Pine. And then Pine. Yeah. So Gus has his moment in the sun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, what, what's going on here? Wait, the clocks aren't right. The shadows aren't right. There's a box in place of a photo. What was that photo? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and there's one of the Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. What was that photo of, though? It was, was a photo it... of the exterior of the Indian restaurant but why? with the lights with... on. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I get that part. But what was the was the photo just of the windowsill? Yeah. And then that was in the background? Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't see the point of having that photo there either. Well, maybe it's to see if the window is cracked open or something. True. Like, so they go to the... It's your future job. you got to know what they're doing. <laughs> it's maybe my future right. job. You're so convinced it's going to be. But um, so they go to the Indian restaurant and he's like, what time do you turn on the lights? And she's like, well, it's on a timer. It comes on every night at five for the evening crowd. And that's when Sean goes, OK, solved it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. they get samosas. Um, did you clock the pineapple? No. It was on a woman's plate oh, in the restaurant. An actual Sitting pineapple? outside. It looked like pineapple. Oh. And I think, I mean, that was the only place I saw it. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's where it was. Shouldn't the the waitress have had the dot on her forehead or is she a poser i don't know you can look it up 
Well, that's what they not, do. Not it's, all Indian people have that. I yeah, I guess it's a is it a Hindu thing? Maybe. Yeah. Or I don't know, but you can look it up. It's not all Indian people have that dot. Right. But um. So, Sean's like. It's called a bindi. A bindi, and not everyone has it. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I don't think it was weird. Her sari was very pretty, though. In modern times, it's a sticker, so it can't be taken off. Oh, okay. Did you see her sari, though? It was so pretty. Yeah, the nice, beautiful the blue. blue color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sean and Gus rush back. Or I guess I shouldn't say rush back. They got samosas first. Then they rush back to the police station. And they run inside. And Sean's like, you're wrong. I got the right person. I'll lead you to him right now. But before he leads them to him, Juliet sneezes. Do you remember that sneeze? Yep. Do you think it was scripted? Because I don't. Why would they write a sneeze into there? There was no payoff. Yeah, it wasn't like... Yeah. yeah. She sneezes. Sean says thank you. And then Lasseter looks at Juliet weird. Well, what he... Yeah, he was oh, doing his... Oh, not thank you. Sean says, bless you. Bless you. He was, but he was doing his thing. And then he said, he was like, the spirits are going to lead me to it. And then he was like, bless you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said it in the voice, uh, the spirit voice, which so I thought was So I don't know. It may have been scripted, may have not been, but I didn't yeah. think it was. Why would they script that? Yeah. So they rush out and they go to the crime scene photographer named Kellen. We never know his first name, but his duffel bag says JK on it, which I thought was funny. So last name Kellen. Do we ever figure out his first name? Jizz. Was it Justin? I don't know. Or something? Did you say Jizz? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Oh my god. This podcast is getting more and more unhinged. But I thought it was funny that the initials were JK. Yeah. Um, I know the actor's called David Cop or something like that. So they go, It was you. You were the one giving Deanna the crappy jewelry. You met her when you photographed the scene from when the stalker broke in. You guys hit it off. You guys dated, but then she met that tennis pro who could afford to buy her better jewelry, and she was going to go be with him, and so you got angry, and bam, to the head. You hit her with the trophy, but you cleaned the whole thing up. You realized your duffel bag with your initials was in the back of one of her photos so you went back changed it photographed the crime scene all over again changed everything perfectly but forgot to put the clocks back to the original time when you left which is such a um i i love this conclusion because it's like it's such a clever um application of someone's job being relevant to the way that they like carry out their plan you know like this you know this guy uh he uses like he's like oh i can i need to doctor the photographs Mm -hmm. you know and like that's his job and like you know he was he was a photographer and she liked being photographed so it all fit and then um and they did that and i just i loved that i did too one thing i didn't love was back in the scene where sean and gus are at the apartment the landlord comes in um yes that's right he and and sean said does this he's sean was like fucking with him and he was like does this building have an incinerator and the landlord said yes i'm like what kind of what why do they have an incinerator there's probably a lot of people that 
get killed in that building. <laughs> so they, they say, fuck it, let's have an incinerator. Only murders in the building. That's the building that that show is set in. Uh, I looked up um, Kellen. And yeah, he's just credited as Kellen. That's what I thought. So yeah, Jay yeah. Kellen. So we'll never know what the J is. Jay Quillen. <laughs> Jaquelin. I love J- that Key and Peele video. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the best. It's like their OG one, right? It's the yeah. one that got them millions and millions yeah. and millions of views. Yeah. But um, it's called like Substitute Teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I one thing that I thought was smart was Kellen the whole time Sean was accusing him of stuff you know normally when we see the person being accused they go like but I didn't or like you know they say something Kellen was silent the entire time Mm -hmm. which I thought was maybe a little nod to his career because he works in the the force he's not incriminating himself yeah he knows like you know anything you can't say can and will be used against you in the court of law so he's like I'm saying jack shit you know right he's just gonna stand there but they later found a fake hospital badge in his duffel bag. So yep. they think he was going to go to the hospital to try to finish off mm-hmm. Deanna so she couldn't ID him. But, you know, since she's lived now, she can definitely ID him. So he's going right. away. And, you know, um, I liked the conclusion of this episode, how it wasn't like at the last second, like, th- you know, things... Uh, you know they solve it and like they you know because there was that one episode where buzz was in danger right and nine lives yeah nine lives and they and they you know literally right before he was going to get murdered they uh they stopped him um but this episode was like it didn't need all that drama for the resolution yeah yeah i just really liked it yeah it was really well done i agree i really like that's a good observation jacob yeah i'd like that too well it's because you know why callan probably thought he was safe yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he he's a professional is what he does for a living. It's like that meme that was like, why do I study crime? Not so I can fight crime, so I can commit crime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, although if I'm really thinking about it now, like he works in the police station with Sean. Wouldn't he be more careful because he knows Sean exists? Well, he and- probably is like Lassie who thinks it's a bunch of hocus pocus and... Yeah, true. Or doesn't underestimates. Care. Yeah, I guess so. Or it's an ego thing. He doesn't care how good anyone is. He's like, I know I won't get caught. Mm-hmm. That's what the people always think. That's why people do things, right? Because they think they're yeah. not going to get caught. I'll be the exception. Yeah. yeah. So they always think they'll get away mm-hmm. with it. but. And so Gus turns to Sean and says, so the, pro- the prophecy has been fulfilled. <laughs> Gus is like, damn it. And Sean's yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So the episode ends with they're back at the retreat with the boss, Tom, and Tom actually gives Gus a fucking promotion, Mm -hmm. even though he's been gone for 90% of the retreat. He's like, that tells me you really care about people. Okay, that's just so unrealistic to me. I'm sorry. No, no way. This kind of person who would say that thing wouldn't be a boss. A boss. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, happy for Gus regardless, especially yes. since he's always getting dragged into... As long as it gives him more time off so he can be <laughs> at Psyche. Well, that's what Sean negotiated for him, remember? Uh, Really? Remember at the very end, he was just like, he was like, I'm going to give you the promotion and you can have that one guy switch him out for some of your clients. Oh, And Sean interrupts and he's meant. like, and also, I... yeah, you, you might need 
some more time for blah blah blah. Yeah, gotcha. I didn't. I, I didn't catch that. I guess. When was the scene of um, Lasseter talking to Sean where he's bonding with Sean about hating Henry? Yes, <laughs> the only man who can a... take fun out of fishing. It's a good scene. So it's when Sean is leaving Henry's house after having that aha moment. He runs into Lassie, who is returning the fishing rod. Mm-hmm. And Ra- Lassie's like, he somehow is able to take all the fun out of fishing. <laughs> He's like criticizing my technique and all that. He's holding a rod out on the water. What's the technique? What's and he's like, I'm starting to understand you a little bit better, Spencer. Yeah. I'm like, I like that a lot. I it like was. that line specifically. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but this whole episode, Timothy had a, it almost looked like a mole or mm. like a really weird black pimple on his forehead above his eyebrow, left eyebrow, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that's about, but it wasn't in past episodes, so... I don't know. I just noticed it a lot because there are a lot of up close shots of Lassie in this. So yeah, he must have a case of ligma. I almost fell for it. I <laughs> almost did. But if anyone knows, please reach out to us because yeah, because I was it the whole episode because you it, pointed the out episode. the one scene. But it was. Yeah. I went back and looked. Weird. But it's not the ones before this episode. It's Ash Wednesday when they were filming it. Oh, and he got it above his eyebrow. <laughs> The, the the priest missed the the dot that was supposed to be on that Indian woman is accidentally on him. It's like in the Princess Bride where the guy's moles keeps moving yeah. in every scene. It moves across. It's her dot and it yeah. moves off of her head onto Lassie. Uh, so the scene ends, and I I think you know they do that where they start the music and they cut out while they're in the middle of conversation. But the conversation they were having was like the beginning of the episode because they're like battle battleship rematch mm-hmm. and sean has a little moment of doubt which we know that he has this insecurity because he turns to gus and he's like but you trust me right like you trust me and we don't need all these weird team building games like you trust me you know like and we don't get to see really hear gus is like yeah yeah but then in the like, battleship rematch mm-hmm. so it's it's nice to see like Juliet's really good intuition brought up in this episode and then Sean's doubt and insecurity brought up into this episode even if it is in the last like 10 seconds you know because it's consistent with what we've seen and what we will see in yeah. this show and because it wasn't the first time they mentioned it in this episode like Sean you know Sean mentioned it earlier when he was trying to you know crowbar his way into the team building earlier and then so he really is yeah insecure about that and then you know Gus brings up Battleship and he's like that was one time and I hadn't cheated ever again you know so he's like he he remembered that yeah so it's just interesting because Gus like they're best friends no doubt but Gus's job involves a lot of other people and Sean like doesn't have another job that I know of and he's had a lot of different miscellaneous weird jobs here and there but he doesn't get close to people he's the closest to Gus arguably closer than his dad yeah i wonder if so he's, it's like yeah. if he loses gus that's yeah that's I wonder if some, big yeah some part of him was worried about um the promotion leading to gus not having enough time mm-hmm. for him yeah yeah and um i could see that becoming uh like a storyline in the future i'm not gonna say anything right no i don't want to spoilers but yeah i would i would hope to see that you know, it's not just like, and we're the two best friends, you know, over, you know, forever yeah. and ever because 
that's not you know i want to oh, see oh you have no of, idea what's yeah. coming up with their friendship <laughs> yeah it gets good but i mean it was already good but it gets even better right so that's season one episode 13 baker's dozen 13 and we had what was our crime count one and a half one and a half two yeah, yeah. but low level this this time yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Although we had an episode with like no crime. Oh, yeah. So well, it's the last episode. I'm really excited for our next episode, which I hope we can get back to more consistent recording schedule. Which is? So episode one, sorry, season one, episode 14 is poker? I barely know her. The yes. titles are so good. Yes. Whoever comes up with the titles needs a raise. I love that Not joke. the dude who came up with the fucking wiki synopsis this time. Right. I love that joke. Poker? I barely know. How her. many episodes are in the season? 15. So oh, we're, we're close to the end. We're it's the poker. I barely know her. Penultimate. I love that word. And then we'll be on the end of season one. The final. The finale. Wow. I'm so excited because it nice. just like gets better and better you know shows that are start really strong and then they kind of fall off the rails Mm. psych is not one of those shows it's good until the very very end nice which i'm so excited to watch this train has no breaks i'm excited i'm i want to see you know build up to the end of the season and then we're where you know like it's like where to from here like you know i know it's not going to be just you know murder of the week forever like you know that's i'm excited to see well, the cases yeah. get better, too, and the, the character arcs get better. Awesome. I'm really excited for next week's or next episode because it has a really, really great guest star. I mean, all mm. the guest stars have been phenomenal, but um, they have Bill, um, not Bill, sorry, that's a character he plays. <laughs> they have Dan Loria. Have you heard of Don't him? Don't know him by name. He was in The Wonder Years. Do you know that show? You must know The You've Wonder Years. We've talked about it, yeah. And I'm talking about the OG Wonder Years, not the new one that they made a couple of years ago that like tanked. <laughs> um, it was this sitcom in 1980s. It was ran for six seasons. It is a great show. Makes you really question. And I, so I think it's a good show for us to watch at our point in our life where we're not in our childhood anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But um, he well, played he played the dad in that for the whole the whole series. Some of the best and most realistic dad acting huh. I have ever seen. Nice. He plays a dad again in poker. I barely know her. Nice. Different kind of dad. Way different kind. <laughs> but um, he's a fantastic actor. I'm so excited for us to see him. You know, Psych has got some good guest stars. I'm looking forward to it. Well, hopefully there won't be a numerous month break until next. I know. I'm so sorry. Should we say why we've been kind of not great at being consistent? Well, we can. Yeah, we'll be on the upswing for sure if we if we get back into the swing of it. Like, yeah, well, we moved. I was out of the country for a month and a half. Yeah, that's just excuses as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) No, it makes sense. And I, you know, it took me ages to edit that last episode. Just because there was so much going on, yeah. But, you know, now that things are on the regular, we can get back to our uh, semi-regular uploads, which would be great. Because I'm looking forward to banging out the end of the season and moving on. That's awesome. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of We're Psyched. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at psyched.pod. Send in your thoughts. Um, we can uh, have some one-sided conversations on next episode <laughs> if you want. Um, or uh, we're psyched, uh, podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to contact us that way as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Game set. That's your job. <laughs> Welcome back to We're Psyched, Season 1, Episode 13, Game, Set, Murder, written by Anupam Nigam, directed Careful. by Jacob. <laughs> no, I have to do it. I did it with a straight face. Don't put this in the pot. <laughs> okay. I hate you. I All was right. doing so well. Sorry. <laughs> is it Episode 13, by yes, the way? Yes, Okay. Are you sure? A baker's dozen of episodes. That's funny. Okay, fine. Welcome back to We're Psyched, Season 1, Episode 13, Game Set Murder, written by Anupam Nigam, directed by James L. Fuck you! (laughs) I didn't say anything! I I can't look at you! You're so immature. You know what the funniest thing is? Is I would have thought nothing of his name and nothing of this joke, but because of you, now I'm struggling. This is my third well, try. Well, you were asking me how to pronounce it. No, no, like, shut up. You okay, can't say I that gotta word. do it. Don't look at me. Look the other way. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to We're Psyched, Season One, Episode Thirteen. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed myself. She didn't see us say anything. She didn't say it again. And I'm just over here pissing myself really too much. Maybe you should record this at the end. This will be at the end. <laughs> no. Oh. no. Okay, I got this. I got this. Right. I'll take a drink of water so that way if I laugh, it'll spit Just take. don't look at me. All right. Okay.